0: Hello and welcome to Here There Be Dragons, a black sales podcast. I'm Lewis. I'm Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> um, and this is season two, episode six, untitled. Or uh, episode 13, uh, 14. Episode X-I-V.
1: XIV. 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 Okay, anyway. Here's what happens. Okay, great. Anne kills Charlotte and Logan. <laughs> kills them, but Mac steps in to cover it all up with a little help from Silver. Silver clarifies Flint's priorities while he drums up support because Horn Gold is now running against Flint for the captaincy. Billy returns to the crew, and he warns them that England is coming, although he has some pardons for a small group of men in his back pocket. Jack proves himself to be a good captain, although he must take some extreme measures, Flint bargains with Eleanor and Vane for Abigail. Miranda finally joins the Nassau crowd. And Eleanor guarantees the the deal between Flint and Vane by sneaking away from Vane to find Abigail in the fort.
0: Oh boy. That is an episode of moving pieces.
1: It is. Coming off of last week's very emotionally driven episode, this one is pretty plot heavy. Yes. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um, kind of
1: catching up with the rest of the characters and...
0: Yeah, and it's like, it's plot heavy in a way that is like deepening and complicating things that have already existed. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's this like Jack side plot that is basically like his own little adventure. Yeah. And it's like really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this episode.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's lots of like little flashes for everybody in this episode.
0: Yeah, and it's like just c- continues to be like, I mean, how many times... Did you stop and think, oh my god, this episode's so good. Like, season yeah. two is so good.
1: Season two might be my favorite season.
0: I think it probably is. And again, I think, I say again, don't let that discourage you from watching season three and four.
1: I mean, it's entirely possible that in the middle of season three, I'm going to go, I think season three is my favorite season. Yeah. And then again in season four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, I think that's <laughs> definitely possible, especially when I think about characters that we haven't met yet and, like, mm. things that we're setting up now that I'm like, oh, when does that happen? And I'm like, oh, my God, that happens in
1: season three. I can't wait for that. I know.
0: Okay, anyway, sorry. So that's a little tease for okay. season three and four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get excited, guys. Um,
0: so um, one of the th- one of the, uh, things about this episode that I think is really good mm-hmm. and just continues to be a hallmark of very good Black Sails TV is the writing. There are yeah. so many good one liners. Yeah. And moments where like like you were saying when we were watching the episode about the the moment in the the deal making moment when like the discussion mm-hmm. is being had in that room at the very beginning of the episode and everybody's yeah. deliberating over and Flint has laid out his plan and he says now that the audience for this TV show has watched the flashbacks yeah. and that the plot <laughs> has moved to a convenient place for me to say this I have a history with Peter Ash. Yeah. And there's this other um, escape hatch of sorts that, like, in my grand vision for Nassau, that also gets us to a place where we can be saved. Yeah. But Flint's entire vision, f- or I guess case for, he holds the keys to saving Nassau, is the idea that he's been sort of espousing since the first episode, which is mm-hmm. war is coming. Yeah. Like the status quo might be fine for you, Vane. Um, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, bad for most other pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter how things are now, they're going to get much worse. Yeah. And we need to be ready for that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. But that whole moment leads to the moment where Vane says, show me my future. Yeah. Can hand me my future in this room.
1: Yeah. It's really know. good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's Vane's, like, title of his autobiography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hand me the future. Hand me my future and ten dollars for this paperback.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is all about the here and now and he it's sort of interesting. He I feel like he really does live moment to moment versus Eleanor, who keeps saying that she wants to get out of this moment to moment lifestyle. Yeah. Like Vane is just so like, well, Right now, I am in a position of power. And I want to ransom this girl because I'm going to get a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what's complicated about that? Why are you trying to make me...
0: You guys are cheating.
1: Yeah, Yeah. like, this is some weird, like, imaginary, maybe, what if, and also, like, to what end?
0: Yeah.
1: You're asking me to give up the, the... Greatest asset I have right now for a possibility that you are going to get what you want? Yeah. That makes no sense for me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think of Vane in this moment where, like, if this show was about the dawning of the American Revolution. Yeah. And this were, like, a bunch of revolutionaries in a room in Philadelphia. Yeah. and, uh, And, like, one of them was, like... I don't believe in going to war or writing this declaration or any of these things yeah. because, like, then my, like, business will, will go away. And, like, then my, I won't be able to send my kid to college. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> would be like, that is so short-term thinking. And we, the audience, would be like, yeah, dude, you can make America right now. I know. But, like, by putting it in this pirate, like world where yeah. the future is kind of uncertain yeah and it's not clear who's on the side of it's not it's not that it's unclear who's on the side of good and bad but like the pirates Flint sort of thinks he stands for freedom and we've seen enough of the pirates to think that like maybe yeah they stand for some sort of like crazy anarchic version of freedom yeah um but in this scenario you understand why vane is like I'm in this for me because yeah. that's what this is all about. That's what the society that we participate yeah. in is all about.
1: That's what we do here. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and it's legitimate.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's that great... Yeah, so there's that great moment, um, I guess, later when Eleanor goes to implore Vane to, f- to to listen to Flint, where she says... She basically repeats, like, the things that she wants for Nassau and for herself, and then she says... I forget if he like goads her into saying it or she just says it herself that she wants legitimacy or that the that England can bring or
1: she she wants to ra- ransom for Nassau's legitimacy. Yes,
0: and then Vane says, but "What does he say exactly?"
1: He says, you "Can hear me flipping my note pages." Um, he says, "When I attacks, or I forget what the it begins, but something like, if I'm going to kill someone, I don't hide." I give him every chance to deny me, and that is legitimate.
0: That is legitimate. Legitimate. (laughs) But, like, yeah. Also,
1: and then a little tiny bit after that, he says, you can go ahead and beg them to let you keep what's already yours. Yeah. Like, he, he, (laughs) I wrote below that, he's hot, but he doesn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was me writing down what Eleanor's expression said to me.
0: <laughs> oh, is that when she hugged him? It That's when like, she You, hugged you beautiful him. man. Yeah.
1: You don't get it.
0: Yeah.
1: But, I mean, we were sort of talking about this before we started the podcast, but he has a very honest and open way of looking at the world. Yeah. Where he's just like, this is how... I operate. It's,
0: it's a very, it's like a, per, it's like a perverted form of honesty. Yeah. You know? Well, yes. <laughs> like Billy's is actually idealistic. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. Fane's is, we live in a dog eat dog world. Like, I'm just going to take what I want and you can fight me if you want to. Yeah. Um, but, and I'll try my best to kill you. And that's fair.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, and in some version of society, like that is fair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we saw also reflected in the letter that, He wanted Abigail to write. Oh, yeah. That was just like, I'm going to be here. You'll give me money. (laughs) You'll get your daughter. Yeah. Like, that's the plan. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't really... He's never had to think about England or Spain.
0: No. Yeah, he hasn't had to.
1: Yeah.
0: And so he doesn't... And
1: And they don't seem real to him.
0: Yeah, they're like abstract concepts.
1: Yeah, he's never been there... He's never. Do we know that? Yeah, he grew up on that Viking oh, island. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think they're just too. They're too abstract for him. And what's also so brilliant about this season is that now that we've seen how dangerous England can be in the flashbacks, like England is not abstract to us anymore.
0: Yeah. The the threat is made real for sure. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah, yeah, every time they say in the past few episodes where they're like, well, if we destroy the fort, then the island is defenseless. I really feel like, yeah, like any day, like just randomly the day that England shows up and there's no fort, like you're all screwed. So. Totally. That's a huge problem.
1: Well, and we're also, Billy comes back as a big reminder that England is coming.
0: Yeah. So Billy reenters the. I feel like we've said Billy's back in, like, four episodes.
1: <laughs> we definitely have.
0: Well, he's back now. He is. He's, like, he's really, really back. He's really back He's now. walking around, and he's talking, and he's doing things.
1: He's really back. And all the pirates are like, Billy, 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 why did you go overboard? And he's like, you don't get it. England is coming.
0: Yeah. So,
1: I feel like Billy's been, like, fighting to be like, no, pl- please listen to me. Like, he already asked Silver why do you care so much about why I went in and not why I came back out? And
0: Silver just sort of looks at him and is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody is asking him the right questions.
0: Yeah. So, but finally, or he reveals, so he reveals only to Dufresne really. Yeah. So what does he actually tell the pirates? He tells them that he was taken by the British, right? Yeah. And then does he say he escaped or that they let him go? I forget.
1: I think... I think he says that he escaped.
0: That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because yeah. if he had said, they let me go, the pirates are dumb, but they would have been suspicious of that, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. But he does reveal to Dufresne that actually they said, you can go back if you bring us Flint, we assume. It's left a little unclear about who he's supposed to get, but we yeah. assume it's Flint. And that he also has these pardons.
0: Yeah. But only uh ten and one for himself. Yeah. Which is such a random number. It's such a random number because it's like if he had fifty, then he had then he'd be able to do the whole crew. Yeah. If he had one, he'd do himself. Yeah. If he had five, he'd be able to do like him and his best buds. But like ten?
1: Well maybe Billy has like a lot of best friends.
0: Well, maybe, I guess. It's just <laughs> 10 is, like, not quite enough to, like, really stage a mutiny in a way that, like, they could get away with it. Yeah. But it's also, like, large enough that, like, you can't really keep that a secret. Like, that's a hard thing to keep a secret if you're going to start approaching people and saying, like, I have this thing. Do you want to join me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, well, you need five guys to actually take Flint. Like, five feels like enough to be intimidating... And then maybe along the way, you need to bribe this guy. And oh, yeah. You need yeah. to bribe this guy, and it's...
0: So they leave a, little, him a good runway cushion. for that sort of thing. Yeah, little okay.
1: cushion.
0: By the way, speaking of Dufresne, I wrote down, I think there's a moment where they either embrace or they have a moment, and I just thought, I could just, I just imagine the Dufresne actor being like, I'm Dufresne, now go with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He just look like a little too surprised to see him. Yeah, like literally,
0: no one told the bill, like Billy's actor. Like, we got a new Dufresne. You just gotta pretend it's him. Yeah, <laughs> it's <funny. laughs> Um, that's Billy. So mm-hmm. that's so that's Billy. Um being reintroduced to us and further complicating the world just as he further complicates flint's world like flint has to deal with all these things in the beginning
1: he has to deal with he has to deal with so much Um, hornigold's being a dick
0: oh my god hornigold um yeah so 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 flint has to so flint has to tell the crew that they're not going to go to war with vane and the fort yeah. But he doesn't know that Billy's back, so he has yeah. to contend with that. Um and he's got Hornigold and his men also part of this whole thing who were only ever in it for the fort. Yeah. So saying like we're abandoning this mission. Yeah. So that we can do this other thing.
1: I mean, Hornigold like totally has a point. He totally has a leg to stand on to be like you gave me your word we were doing this entire battle. Yeah. Everyone is amped. Yeah. We're ready to do it like Immediately, yeah, and you're telling me you're abandoning the plan. Like, no, yeah. I'm gonna take your crew. Yeah,
0: he. I, I said to Chelsea while we were ta- while we were watching. He's kind of monologuing a bit. <laughs> he he kind of says, he totally "Here's what I'm knows. gonna do." Um,
1: it's just the way that he says anything is the d- gross.
0: It's gross. Oh yeah, but he says. I mean, you're right. While you're watching him, you're like, I hate this guy, but he's yeah. got a point. And then, when, and then the instant he he said, he said, my fort in one place, and I wrote down, he sucks. Like, he, <laughs> it's just his fort, come on.
1: He does suck.
0: Um, but he also, you said, oh my god, what was the thing I wrote down? Oh yeah, you thought I would demure in the face of your unassailable rhetoric.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh.
0: So good.
1: So pretentious. So
0: villainous. Vil- pretentiously villainous. Villainously yeah. pretentious.
1: And his accent is obnoxious.
0: Yeah. You thought I would demure in the face of your <laughs> unassailable rhetoric. Is that too much?
1: No, that was great. Okay. I mean, uh, the actor is great.
0: He's really good, yeah. Yeah. His, yeah, his voice and his look.
1: It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, so yeah, Flint gets himself into... um, or, I don't want to say Flint gets himself into trouble, but like... He's in a really he just precarious... Has a lot
1: to contend with. He's in a
0: really <laughs> precarious situation. And at the very end of the episode, or near the end of the episode, he may have also lost the confidence of Silver.
1: You, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the episode.
0: What happened? What do you mean?
1: Silver basically goes up to him and he's like, um, I'm having trouble with one of the votes.
0: Wasn't that near the end of the episode? Oh, is it? I can't remember. I thought it was near the end.
1: Anyways, at some point in the episode... Silver straight up says, I'm not really in this if you're not in it for the gold.
0: Well, and also it was right after a moment where Flint treated him exactly like Gates. And he was like, you you gotta go out and get these many votes. Tell me what it's done.
1: Yeah.
0: And Silver was like...
1: For my brand new plan. Yeah. That you just learned about, which seems very, like, heady and random.
0: Yeah. But he doesn't say that totally. He says, he says, um, he needs to be convinced. And then Flint says, you have my word. And then Silver's like, okay. Yeah. And he clearly is like, I I mean, I think it's obvious that he's lying.
1: I mean, maybe they've just like established a shorthand and a level of trust, but you'd think that Flint would want to work a little bit harder to reassure Silver. Yeah. I mean, Silver's made it pretty, Pretty clear that he's only in this for the gold. Yeah. He doesn't like believe in Flint. He's not like Flint's number one fangirl. He's just as like good at talking to people, so he'll he'll talk to people if Flint needs him to to get the gold. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right that Flint just sort of says like, Yep, it's on the list. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like I I would have thought that Flint recognized that he needs allies right now.
1: Also, like, what's to stop Silver from just going and finding another crew?
0: Um, yeah, I guess nothing. I mean, I wonder if maybe that's the that's the intention of the little moments that we've seen throughout the season where others recognize that he's a member of the Walrus. Maybe, yeah. That's supposed to be, like, he's gaining a reputation now. Yeah. Like, before, this man was nothing, and he made a name for himself, but now he's got a name for himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. But maybe that, that maybe, that wouldn't maybe prevent him from finding another crew and promising them like if they all kept quiet that he would go get them gold. Yeah. But also, is it the case that Vane is holding the rest of the crews hostage somehow? Like, he, no ships can leave he, or go, or is that not true? He I mean,
1: was, but now that the fort's destroyed, I don't think that's possible anymore. Okay. But Flint does have a warship out on the water.
0: Right, but also I just remembered as I was saying that this whole episode was about Jack's first, like, voyage as captain. So, like, obviously they were yeah. I think Yeah,
1: I think that ships can leave. I think it's more, now that I'm thinking of it, that Flint has a literal warship that could, like, hunt down any ship that goes after it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, We get to see Silver and Max again for a tiny moment.
0: Oh my god, yeah, that reunion is, like, kind of nice.
1: It's really nice. It's, re-
0: like, it's been since season one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's nice. Do you want to talk about Anne and, like, what leads up to that scene, or do you want to just... Yeah,
1: let's get into it.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, I have a thesis statement, or a thesis question, I guess, about this whole Anne story. Okay. I really like it, mm-hmm. but I found myself continuing to wonder if this was imbuing Anne with more humanity or taking it away from her in a mm. way that the show that like this storyline is about like how others deal with her yeah. um, in a way that makes her seem like a, like a rabid dog. Um, yeah. And, uh, and while like, but also at the same time, like I feel for her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like a human, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, what did you think?
1: I mean, I think that's really interesting. I think that's how Adele sees her.
0: Like a rabbit like dog. Like
1: a rabbit dog. I mean, Adele is very scared of her. Yeah. Clearly, as she should be. Yeah. I mean, Anne is... I think that I love the word that Max uses, that she's adrift. Yeah. I love that word to describe her. Because she just is... There is nothing holding her back or tempering her or anything. I mean, she is a lone wolf mm-hmm. and, and I think that she is a little bit mad Yeah. too. I mean, Max says she's not mad. She's a drift, but I think she's both. I mean, I think losing Jack could definitely drive her insane.
0: It's not losing Jack; it's that Jack turned her back, his back on her.
1: Yeah, Jack betrayed her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally understand everything she does. It's just she she's so extreme all yeah. the time. Yeah, and and that's another thing of why the show is so good. I mean, we've seen. Logan, the Walrus crew member, since season one. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been... We, we've talked before about, like, casualties of the Walrus not mattering. Yeah. But we've seen this guy. Like, we, we know him as a Walrus crew member.
0: Yeah.
1: And we got a great scene with Charlotte last episode designing the flag for Jack. Yeah. Like, it's not just two random people that Anne's killing. We know these people. We know their characters. And and they're both lovable. And and she murders them basically as, like, a cry for more violence on yeah. herself. Yeah. It's just so... She's so ruined by Jack.
0: I know, but that's why I, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Because, like, um, the, the story seems to be, like, Anne can't function properly without Jack. Yeah. Like, adrift is an even worse way of saying it, because adrift means that she actually just has no aim.
1: That yeah. she has
0: no, like, individuality in a way that, like... I mean, I, I do... I mean, I like that line of dialogue. Yeah. But I think that, like... Anne is... Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's supremely powerful. And, like, yeah. the scene where she kills Logan, and then t- and then the sound, like... Uh, yeah. What is the term, I guess? It just, like...
1: Fades out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, like, fades, it, yeah, yeah, and then she turns and kills Charlotte.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's really intense, and it's kind of, like, unlike other scenes that we've seen on the show before. Yeah. Even when Flint killed Gates, there was sort of, like, a, um, uh, this is happening now. Like, yeah. look at it. A quality to it. Where when yeah. Anne killed Charlotte, there felt, something about it felt like, is this really happening? Like, it's what is
1: happening? happening? She, she kind of, like, disassociated yeah. from her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, she disassociated from it is right. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, for all the things you said, like, we like these characters yeah. and we like Anne yeah. and we understand why she's doing this, but it's also so screwed up that she does yeah. this.
1: Well, and then later when Max comes in the room, she's like hiding. Yeah. Like a kid that who's old, done yeah. something wrong. Yeah. And when she... And her face is totally hidden by her hat until Max says, like, I'm going to protect you. Yeah. And then we just see her eye. And she looks totally lost. But, I mean, we found out before that Jack met up with her when she was 13. I mean, I think in some ways Anne is still 13. Yes. And... You know, maybe being with Jack actually isn't the best for her, because clearly she's become so dependent on him that without him, she falls apart.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just the truth of what the what what who this character is
1: yeah, but one of the reasons that I love this show is that I feel I don't feel like it's saying like, without a man, this woman's a mess. I think it's so specifically written about their relationship and about Anne herself. That they're they're telling such a specific story about this person and she's so well-rounded and she's I feel like as as we spend more time with her, we learn more and more and more. Like every time we see Anne on screen, we learn a little bit more about her. Mhm. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just in terms of character development. Mm -hmm. and we see that Max Max is really stepping up and I think it's I mean one to keep people safe I think she realized that Anne is a danger to herself and others Mm -hmm. so she's gonna protect her to keep people safe but I don't know I think this is a moment where Max isn't manipulating her Mm I think she's legitimately
0: caring for her. I think Max is left vulnerable by this also. Oh, yeah. We see that because Silver walks right into it, and she clearly didn't really have a plan. Right. She hadn't really figured it out yet.
1: Yeah. That moment is interesting because I feel like Silver gives a story that Max could have come up with. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty simple story. Yeah. But it's a nice moment of connection where she's like, I mean, I'd be freaked out. Yeah. Like, the, the woman that I've been sleeping with just killed one of my employees and a member of one of the most well-regarded crews on the island. I'm trying to clean it up. You just walked in. And it's just a nice moment of him being like, you got this. You yeah. Know, it's just a nice little supportive moment. Where- no,
0: it is a nice supportive moment. And it's, like, really notable because he absolutely could have been, like, this is your problem. Yeah. Like, he didn't ha- He didn't do anything wrong.
1: Yeah. Like, this is
0: the weird thing about this scene for me, is that, like, Silver knows how to get out of situations like that when they're his fault.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. or
0: when he would get in trouble for it. But, yeah. like, he's walked into the whorehouse and found one of the uh, walrus members dead. He could turn around, walk right out, and say, uh, they fucking killed Logan.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, there's nothing preventing him from doing that. Um, except, I guess, that, like, he has some...
1: Well, he sort of says, like, I've got bigger fish to fry right now.
0: I know, but that's, like, I think that that's an excuse from the character. Yeah. Like, I think the writing, the writers know also, like, Silver could could d- could deal with this by saying they screwed up. Yeah. But I think he likes Max. Like, yeah. I think that he would not do that to Max. And, like, he had, like, I think his, you can see his brain en- engage in, like, I've walked into this room with Max and now it's kind of my problem, too. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's weird. <laughs> Yeah. But also because, probably because, um, like right after, or right after that scene when she says, you're a member of the walrus. Yeah. I think he like forgets that too, where she's like, he's one of your guys. And he's like, oh, right.
1: Oh yeah. I'm on a crew. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's also like, we've seen him sort of bond himself with Flint because he respects and admires Flint. And I'm sure that he also respects and admires Max and wants to, like, align himself with her, too, because he recognizes, I mean, great. We've talked about what great means, but he recognizes smart and capable people. Yeah. Who it will be beneficial to have a good relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun to see them together again, too. It is fun. Um, Jack. All right. Captain let's, Jack. Let's do
0: Jack? Jack just has this little adventure that's like Oh, it's He's so good. It's
1: just got a little pirate adventure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the um the undercurrent of this story is basically that Jack doesn't have the confidence of the crew.
1: Yeah.
0: When maybe he should, but maybe also he shouldn't. Like he knows how to sail really well to their surprise, but also he is not the the image of a captain. Right. Um and no matter and no matter how much he wants to dress up the art, yeah. to, <laughs> to uh, what's the word, um, make up for that,
1: mm-hmm. compensate,
0: compensate for that, they can see right through him.
1: Yeah, well, and so <laughs> I love the moment when the other captain also sees through him. Yeah, and it's like you know, I mean, your banner.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you well, He says a bunch of things. Yeah, and then Jack interrupts him. It's like banner. What's, about the, what's wrong with the banner? <laughs> it's really.
1: But good. I love the detail of him just being like, "It's new." Yeah. Like I can tell it's not weather worn. You haven't been sailing for long. Like, it's new. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just such a yeah. It's such a fun little side adventure. But I, one of the other moments that I love is that it's absolutely true that Jack is not a fighter. Yeah. Like. It took me actually a couple watches to get this, but the reason that he defeats the captain is because immediately he cuts his neck.
0: Yes. He got lucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, if he hadn't gotten his neck, he would have died.
0: Yes. He wouldn't have been held out long He enough. gets
1: the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And then just smartly, like, pulls away the handkerchief to expose that tiny cut that he made earlier. And it, the fight choreography is so smart because there's a couple times where you see the other captain, like, feeling a little unsteady. He kind of, like, shakes his head a couple times and, like, kind of regains his footing. Like, you can tell he's he's feeling it, but he's not quite aware of what's going on. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so smart.
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's also, like, they really present you and Jack with, like, this sort of chess game, yeah. where there are, like, three things that we know are against Jack that he has to overcome. He has less crew, mm-hmm. he cannot fight this guy, yeah. and, um, I don't know, I guess the guy is giving him a bad deal.
1: And he'll lose the captaincy if yeah. he takes this back. Oh, yeah,
0: yes, yes. That's the thing they keep saying over and over and over again. Yeah. If he agrees to what is being put forward, he loses the captaincy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it's just, uh,
1: it's Which, and. And the moment when he says, like, I can't lose this captaincy. I gave up the one person in the world that I care about. Yeah. For this captaincy.
0: Yeah. Oof. That's brutal. Yeah. But then to see how those, like... It's set up... I mean, it's just set up so fun, like like a little action-adventure movie.
1: It's like a (laughs) one-shot (laughs) D&D.
0: Because yeah because then he turns those three things on their head yeah. and like he, he yeah and the moves that he makes are like fun to watch and interesting and they are totally in character for jack he yeah. doesn't find a way to fight his way out of it right he like cheats and he gets lucky um and then he makes the master move of freeing the prisoners yeah. so that his crew becomes bigger than the other yeah it's like it's fun
1: it is it's really fun
0: um yeah. What? What else? I feel like there were so many other. Oh, I love the insult about the Goliath. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> 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 well, a good name.
0: Uh, is there anything else about Jack? Oh, um, I I love Featherstone. Yeah, Featherstone is so good in this episode, yeah. and it, and it's not. Um, You know, he was just introduced in the last episode, and we kind of, like, I don't think, like him. Because he's the one who says... I mean, we like him for the reason that he comes and he has the crew and the boat, and he's making this all easy. But he's the one who says... He's the one who says we can't have two women on the boat. It can't be Max and Anne. Basically. Yeah, I
1: mean... I thought about that, because also at one point in this episode, Featherstone says to Jack, basically, without Max's leads, the crew know you're nothing.
0: Oh, yeah, like, the crew knows that Max is the real power here.
1: Yeah. So I wonder if the deal wasn't so much... Like, I I wonder if Featherstone knew that Jack would choose Max. Yeah. And this was just sort of an easier way to say, Anne can't come. Yeah. Was to say, make a choice.
0: Yeah, that's true. That clarifies the last episode's conflict a little bit.
1: Because it seems sort of arbitrary. Yeah. Of like, I can sell them on... This one thing where they are they have to give up a little bit of the money they're going to make to Max, but in order to make a lot of money. Or they can take on this woman that killed her last crew. Like, yeah. That doesn't seem like a fair um, split. No. So...
0: So this makes more sense.
1: Yeah, I think it makes more sense that he just... It was a no on Anne. A hard no.
0: Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I mean, in this episode, he's, like, instantly on Jack's side. And he's, like, yeah. he's sort of this weird, like, side character that could be imaginary. Where he's just sort <laughs> of, like, he's this, I mean, he's, like, this fairy godmother who came with a ship and a crew. Yeah. And, like, some sort of control or leadership over them that he was happy to cede to Jack Rackham. Yeah. And then give Jack Rackham tips and advice and, like, be his voice of reason.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, Featherstone, he's a rare breed. <laughs> Jack got lucky. He,
1: he- did get lucky. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just weren't happy with their old captain and thought, well, this way, like, Featherstone can kind of be our captain.
0: Maybe we... I can't remember if we learned more about Featherstone's history with the crew and why this happened, but um, that does make sense, because that's the reason it was so easy, is because they hated their captain. Yeah. And you could see the world in which... Now that we've seen Featherstone a little bit more and how he operates, that like he was like, Well they would never they, they don't like this guy and they would never go for me, so we just need a new captain. Yeah. But like, you know.
1: Yeah. I get the sense that Featherstone is not quite cut out to be a captain. He, and doesn't really want it. He's not very fearsome looking. And I don't and think he wants that. He might yeah, he might not even want it. He just wants to see Adele. <laughs> and and this is sort of like, yes, yeah, this, this'll work and we'll get some good leads out of it.
0: Yeah. So he his voice in this, um, uh, in this conflict is really, it's really fun. Yeah. Oh, is he the one who says our men can count? Most of them can count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great line. So, that's kind of all I
1: have. Cool tidbit time.
0: Tidbit time. We should get a jingle for this. Yeah, we should. If anybody should. out there wants to give us an, an old pirate shanty that has the words tidbit in it, that'd be really helpful.
1: <laughs> yeah, let us know.
0: Um, actually, I've sort of been saying throughout this episode my, like, really good lines.
1: Yeah, so, I've, I've got a couple still.
0: Um,
1: um, there's a moment in the negotiations where there's just a shot of Miranda's face, and she is so proud of Flint oh, yeah. for changing this course of action. Yeah. It's really nice. It... Um, no women.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember <laughs> hovering my pen over my notebook and being like, what about that? <laughs> um, yeah, what about that?
1: I mean, I think it's... I think that the women in Jack's life constantly challenge him to do better and this is a spot where he's in a position of power and there are no women to challenge him
0: yeah and i think i mean i think even more than challenge like jack has for the entirety of season two has been in a very women-centric story yes Um, he's
1: literally been in a brothel
0: right which is like it's funny because like that's a rarity but also like the inverse is usually true for the other 95% of all TV everywhere at any time. But it is funny that Jack's character comments on the fact that he's like, I I mean, to some degree, like, I mean, it is sexist for him to just stand up there and be like, ah, a respite from women. Yeah. But like the man has been working in a brothel for the (laughs) past few weeks. Yeah. Um, when he's usually used to being on a pirate crew. Yeah. So it's in character, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Um, were you going to say something about Miranda?
0: I was Oh, yes, I was going to say something about Miranda. Um, although it's a kind of a quick thing and I kind of answered it for myself as I was formulating the question also, so maybe I won't say. Okay. Now nah, I'll say. Okay. Um the end of, like the last beat of the final episode is for her, is her saying like you didn't sa- you didn't do what he said. You're <laughs> supposed to live without shame. Like yeah. you're not supposed to harbor this. And That is emotionally a really rich moment. But in now the beats right afterwards, I'm suddenly like, wait, so does she want him to out himself? Or, like, what does that mean? Like, she just wants him to forgive himself and not feel ashamed for having experienced that. But, like, I don't know what that looks like.
1: I mean, I think it looks like this. It looks like him taking up the old plan and... Not resorting to violence, but resorting to actually using his relationships and his position to carry out Thomas's plan. Yeah. Um, Adele is a really good friend.
0: And why?
1: She's just like, she fights so hard to protect Max. Oh. It's just nice. Also, I wrote that the music is really good this episode.
0: Why do you think you wrote that?
1: I think I wrote that because there was just multiple times where it was like, (laughs) whoo.
0: And that's your expression of good music. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh, I like when, uh, like, after uh, uh, Jack has just proven to Featherstone that he does know how to sail, and the guy shouts sails again, and he's like, I heard you the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny.
1: I also just love the way that that's shot, where all the pirates are above, and he and the other captain meet on the deck. It's very, like, gladiator arena. Oh, yeah. Face off.
0: Oh, I, yeah, and I love how obedient the pirates are. I yeah. love how all of them are just like, what are they going to do? Yeah. It's just, like, it's such another example of how, like, these little micro-societies, like, need these leaders. Yeah and how magnetic they have to be and how it's all a performance. Yeah. It's just, yeah.
1: I also love when, when silver says to max, what happened here, something resembling the truth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I guess also just one quick shout out that I appreciate that the gold is getting more complicated. It's crazy that on this pirate show, we have the same treasure from episode one, season one, in the middle of season two and they haven't gotten it yet (laughs) yeah
0: i know but that's why i said at the very end of season one that i appreciated that they showed it to us so at least we know it's real yeah i mean at that time i wasn't gonna say and it's gonna sit there for another six episodes (laughs) at least um but yeah it does so and now that i know like it's not just an idea
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and spain's getting involved and
0: yeah the narrative is just getting complicated yeah Okay, so I think that's it for tidbits.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Therapy Sales. Where I forgot to include this tidbit from um, one of our friends on Twitter. Um, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but at Livilla Doodles pointed out that La Galatea, the book that Flint leaves at Miranda's door, oh yeah, that says I'm sorry, is actually about a relationship between two men and a woman, and they both share her. Uh, so it's Flint referencing back to when they were happy in London.
0: I'm trying to remember if I knew that and then saw it and then said, oh, but I can't mention that.
1: No, we just found sort of a general mention of, like, romance and friendship.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. That's huge. I
1: know. Isn't that amazing?
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So thank you. Awesome stuff to be found on Twitter. Check us out. And... um
0: What else do we say? Oh, rate and review us. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you doing?
1: I'm seeming unconcerned. Oh, my God. See you next week. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bye. Bye.